welcome to the Mystic Millennials podcast, hosted by Abby and Bethany. This is a podcast to share the reality of spirituality and what it is really like to be 20-somethings navigating a spiritual awakening. Join us weekly as we become your new spiritual BFFs, sharing all about our own journeys while celebrating the amazing people who inspire, motivate, and encourage us to embrace our modern mysticism. Let's get into the episode. Alrighty. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mystic Millennials podcast. We're so excited. Woohoo. So keen to bring together today's episode. Um, to start off with, me and Abby were chatting about um, what's like a fun thing we could do each, you know, at the beginning of each episode, just to kind of, you know, connect with you guys, like let us know, you know, let you know a little bit more about what we're going through. And also just so me and Abby can connect. We usually, before we start recording the podcast, chat for like 40 minutes, chat about <laughs> another 40 minutes after. Yep. So we might yep. be like, let's incorporate it into the pod. Um, so we came up with every week we are going to have our win for the week and our whinge for the week. We love so a win and we love a whinge. We love them both equally. Both have their part to play in, um, you know, the win, celebrating our accomplishments, the things that are going great. And then the whinge, just event, just to have a good old Get it out there. Whinge. Get it out, move on, get going. Absolutely. Um, we so love Abby, that. What is your win and whinge for the week? <laughs> Tell me more. My win. Well, as we all know, Sydney slash New South Wales is kind of coming out of lockdown. We're emerging. Um, Birthing out of the, of the lockdown yes. dramas. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, we're re-emerging into society, having a great time. And today I finally got an eyebrow wax appointment. Um, <laughs> I got my eyebrows done. They were all booked out in my area. I finally got an appointment in the city. Ah. Oh, what a wonderful experience. Just feel, feel like, like a new woman or what? Feel like a new woman. Woman. <laughs> I, I went to benefit. I splurged, got the, you know, little mask under the eyes. Got benefit, them sponsor us. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're talking about I get my brows done at benefit as yes. well. I love it. <laughs> They're the best. We love. Um, and so, you know, I've just been throughout the day just checking my, checking my eyebrows, being like, wow. Don't they look so beautiful? I am so beautiful. (laughs) You do forget though, after a while you forget, you're like, wow, that actually makes my face just look 10 out of 10. (laughs) Literally, it makes such a difference. Um, So yeah, I'm loving that. And even the tint, it's just like, oh my gosh, some some hairs have appeared. Like I didn't know I had that many. Um, Amazing. Amazing. So that is my win for the week. Um, Eyebrows on flake. Um, my weekly whinge is, I mean, yeah, also to do with coming out of lockdown. Yeah. (laughs) I've decided that I'm going to go back to the gym and my weekly whinge is that I've gone a bit hard. Uh, I can now hardly walk. (laughs) Got way too keen, way too quick. I think we've all, I mean, everyone listening surely can resonate with that. You don't go to the gym for a while and you're like, I, this is it. You, me, I am doing the thing. Yep. And then you go so hard and then you're like, wow, I can't go back for another two weeks now because I have to recover. <laughs> Actually, I'm like, I'm going to make this such a good habit. Um, but not only have I not like gone to the gym in like three, four months, I haven't really done any exercise. I mean, I've gone for my 
little daily walk that we're allowed in lockdown. And other than that, I've been fairly sedentary. So this is a, a rude shock to my body. Um, I I can now only move by a little bit of a shuffle, a little bit of a waddle um, that I can only describe like a penguin. Um, so yeah, that's okay. my whinge. <laughs> I'm struggling. It hurts to get up. Um, and, you know, we'll get there, though. Yeah. We're going to make it. We're going to. Oh, yeah. Get back into it when I can walk again. Um, but that's my winch, walking like a little penguin. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of people coming out of lockdowns because um, by the time this is out, I believe Melbourne will be out of lockdown as oh, well. Oh, we love that They're for Melbourne. They're come out end of this week, which is we, yeah. we're dropping these bad boys next week. So, yeah, I'm sure there will be lots of people resonating with you. Abby. Yeah. <laughs> I love that for Melbourne. Um, love that for all of us coming out of lockdown. Um, but... What's your weekly win and whinge, Beth? Um, mine are much the same. Mine are kind of part and parcel of, of a similar uh, thing. My win for the week is about my cat, Pepper. Pepper. <laughs> so she is 14 years old. She is a queen. What a lady. We love her so much. When I actually initially launched this astrology business, my page was called Plants, Plants Planets and Pepper. And she was going to be like my mascot. And I was like, oh, mouthful. Let's not do that. But she we is love alliteration, a true icon. Though. And um, we've been in this house now for about three years. And she has never really ventured outside. She's very frightful. She's very anxious. Doesn't like wind. Doesn't like lots of noises, all those sorts of things. And my win was that yesterday my, my partner has slowly been getting her comfortable with going outside. My partner will go outside with her and just kind of watch her while she, you know, sniffs the grass and and gets used to this environment yeah emotional support um human she's got in Georgia and um and yesterday the win was that she went out by herself for an hour and I got to see it from my where I'm sitting right now from filming this podcast and I got to sit out my window and watch her and she just rolled around on the grass like she just napped in the sun it was the most delightful thing I've never seen a creature look so happy and I just felt so much joy watching her because not me getting emotional I know it was a lot pepper no but she was so happy like I just and I could just see she was so happy and that was my win is I just felt like you know she was able to gain the confidence Oh my um, god! To do that, we are moving in two months, so she's going to have to learn again. So, so she's she's got to take advantage while she can. My twelve-year-old cat went through a move recently, and it, he got he was mad at us. Um, yeah. My parents moved. He was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I'm anticipating that she's not going to be happy. Um, we love that. Then my whinge for the week, Abby, is that she went off for a little bit, and we couldn't really see her. And turns out that she had like crumb sausaged herself in the garden bed so like rolled around in the soil and then ran straight onto our no. bed that we just washed the sheets no. and left just a big dirt patch and like she's Pepper a babe. she's a tortoiseshell cat so she's mostly white with like patches of color she looked straight up gray like <laughs> she was she was trying to make up for three years worth Pepper of had the time of her life time <laughs> time of her life out there so um that is my winch is that then our freshly clean sheets were not clean at all but she had the time of her life so you know it is what it is worth it <laughs> worth it for pepper we love that for you pepper um well those i uh, more pepper content honestly more um content. i loved hearing about that 
I'm sure she will make another appearance with me in Genevado because she is on in my side and she's also the light of my life. It's very confusing. I feel like every cat owner can heavily relate to that because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with you. But also on a daily, I'm like, what the f- come on, man. No, no more. <laughs> yeah, no more. I love um, that so much. Well, we'll probably jump into the pod now. We should probably, this isn't just about cats, guys, just so you know. What? Today's podcast. <laughs> I know. Rude. Um, we, me and Abby were just chatting away. We have so many podcast ideas. It's actually silly. Like we've got the longest list in the world. We really and do. And so it's less so about like, what are we going to talk about? That's like, what are we going to talk about first? Yeah. <laughs> and we both really felt this call um, to talk about that idea and, and the themes that can come up around people pleasing. Um, especially it feels very point, you know, we're coming into the end of Libra season absolutely that's um, we so true are, as we're filming tomorrow is a full moon in Aries which really asks us to drop the people pleasing and to choose ourselves and to stand up for ourselves um and so it's really poignant that this this is the timing where we were like hell yeah why let's talk about people pleasing <laughs> yes oh my gosh I love that I didn't even think of like the astrological um significance um around this time connected to this podcast episode but I love that and I think um yeah absolutely so fitting and something that I know has been like a big part of both of our journeys um and part of a lot of our like healing getting through people pleasing so yeah really excited to to kind of speak on our experience with it and how we've um moved through it and I mean still are moving through it because I feel like people pleasing is a lifelong (laughs) check yourself you have to constantly check yourself um with yes that is that is actually it isn't it it's the self-awareness because to a degree I don't think it ever really goes away Mm -mm. um because we are in a you know especially as well I feel like we're going to say this phrase every single episode especially as women (laughs) (laughs) but you know, as women, we are taught so much, you know, um, well, what's best for the family? What's best for the husband? You know, like we're taught to always be looking outside of ourselves Mm -hmm. in a way that men really aren't, you know, men aren't taught to, you know, like in the family, like arrangement, generally speaking, you know, it's the daughter that will look after the parents, not so much the son. You know what I mean? Where we are always taught whether, you know, whether directly or indirectly, that our feelings do come second and our choices and what we want come second to the people around us. Yeah, absolutely. And like, even as kids, like, you know, being told, I mean, I was told as a little girl, you know, you know, girls should be seen and not heard and dress a certain way. Don't be too loud, you know, Mm. be polite, which I don't think, little boys as much kind of get that conditioning growing up around, Mm. you know, adjusting yourself and not being natural all the time, adjusting yourself to what's acceptable in society or familial Mm. structures. So I think um, it's like a wider thing um, and also really excited for us to speak on our individual experiences because everyone's experience is like has their own um elements that I know a lot of people can resonate with um 
So yeah, let's let's get into it. Do you want to start us off, Beth, and kind of talk through, I guess, how it's really shown up um, most prevalently? Is that a word? That how, is a word, hundred <laughs> percent. How it's shown up in your life? Like how how have you kind of um, experienced this, and um, I guess experienced challenges? Yeah, totally. Like people pleasing is such a deep wound for me and for me the way that I found it it manifested how I kind of realized and discovered that I was such a people pleaser is so like I would still voice my opinion right because that's just me like I have an Aries moon I have to say how I'm feeling like I can't help it and I would have so much guilt Whenever I stood up for myself, whenever I said what I wanted or whenever I was building up to say what I wanted or I needed the guilt and the shame, it was like, I can literally feel it now. It was so consuming. Like I would feel so weighed down by the prospect of having to talk about how I'm feeling or what I need or what I want. Um, It was something that And I didn't, as I said, I didn't realize at the time that it was people pleasing. I just thought I was really anxious about talking to people. I thought I was anxious about opening up. Um, When that heaviness and that weighing down would come in, I thought that I was just depressed because I just felt like I had no direction. And, you know, I just felt like I I had no feelings, but really I had so many feelings, but I was repressing them because I didn't want to make anyone else uncomfortable. Yes. Because yes. I my feelings might have disagreed with someone else's. And so I kept them to myself and I built up just such a huge wall around myself that really stopped me being authentic. I didn't, I, and, you know, that was kind of, that really built up my whole life, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole life, you know, growing up, you know, we, we talk, we've talked about this before and we're going to do an episode on it, but growing up in a very religious household, like, you know, going to church all the time, you are a different person at church than you are Mm. at your house. And for a lot of people, it's the same at school or whether it's with their family, that is always that element growing up where there's somewhere where we cannot be ourselves. And so I just learned so early on that I had to put on this different persona and I had to be this different version of myself. And there just came to a time where I just realized that I was only that person. I had completely lost track of who I actually was because I was only ever the version of myself that I thought the other people would need at that time. Yep. I resonate with that so deeply and very, very similarly um, from a young age, this like started for me, obviously I had no idea, didn't have, you know, the awareness that that's what I was doing. But um, I think I can speak with both for both of us in saying we're very empathetic and intuitive. And I think mm. that's a trait a lot of people who are people pleasers share. It's like anticipating other people's possible reactions or emotions that they may have to something um, we say or um even like opinions, it's, I was exactly the same. I, I, um, I mean, I, I wasn't even able to say my opinion. So I was like putting everything down. I had a lot of trouble voicing anything. I would censor myself in my head 
before I said anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I did get past that and, and I did feel that, you know, ability to say what I wanted to say and feel what I wanted to feel, I did feel that guilt and shame as well. So, um, uh, yeah, I resonate so deeply with that. Um, I think growing up, I always just wanted to be like a good daughter, a good student, a good whatever, like, and exactly what you said, it's kind of what my identity became. Um, I felt like I had to, um, dull myself down and agree with everyone Mm -hmm. and um also as a friend I have so many really amazing friends but I found myself in so many situations that friendship was not 50 50 Mm. and I felt so exhausted by the amount that I was giving into relationships and friendships um which is really, um, I had such lack of boundaries, but I just found myself just feeling like really, really stuck and really unhappy, but still with this deep fear of not being loved, this deep desire to just be liked (laughs) and do the right thing. Um, And so, yeah, it's that kind of permeated throughout my life (laughs) in everything I've, in everything I've done. Far out. Yeah. Same. (laughs) I loved what you said. Sorry. I was just like marinating it. I was like, that's just, it's just so powerful when you can put words to it. And I think something that I love that you touched on that might be really helpful for people listening is that you said like, people pleasing doesn't always just mean external it doesn't just always mean how you are with other people like you said it it turned into how you were with yourself you couldn't be yourself around yourself yeah you know what I mean because you were so lost to what other people need and desire so it doesn't always mean that oh yeah I just go along with what other people want or you know I'll never say anything to upset someone but it can actually really disconnect us from our heart and who we are um because there can just be so much fear around just showing Mm. up Um, and I loved that you you talked about that yeah and I mean I think I touched on this in the introductory episode but like I didn't even have any idea what I like liked or like what mm. I wanted to do Isn't that crazy I was that crazy yeah because I based my I'd based my life on externalities like mm. <laughs> everything but what was going on um what you know I actually wanted I I didn't know how to tap into that so I think a lot of people who struggle with people pleasing have gone through similar journeys of just being like Oh shit. <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. And that it, it can almost be that light bulb moment where you are just like, Oh my God, I don't know who I am. Or I don't know who I am without this other people's influence. You know what I mean? It, it can mm. be really, really jarring. Um, I know for me, it wasn't kind of until I started like kind of talk therapy and I could not say 
I literally, the first session, I just cried. I could not get words out. I just cried. Same. And she, bless her, she's the nicest lady in the world. She was just like, I just want to check, like, are you okay to go home after this? And I was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. And it, it honestly, it took a good year of going weekly, talking about my feelings every week until I could talk about how I was feeling without crying. And I would constantly say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for crying. I'm sorry. And she kept, she stopped me one day and she was like, why do you keep apologizing? I don't, I don't care if you're crying. That's, that's your, that's my job. That's why you're here. But again, it was just this ingrained shame around, um, around making her uncomfortable about my emotions when that's what we were there to do. We were there to go through my emotions. And so, yeah, it just, yeah, that kind of, it, and it did, it took me a while to really, really get comfortable with talking about how I feel without just feeling like my throat was going to close up. Like my mm. body had such a visceral, my, my body literally tried to shut my voice. Yeah. That's what it felt. It always felt like my throat was closing. I felt such a pressure within my, my throat area because my body was literally trying to stop me from talking because it had so much yeah, around what other people would think. Yes, I literally exactly the same. Um, my first therapy session where I was just talking, I was it was so confronting to mm. to voice that, and exactly the same. I just cried. Mm. No words, um, only tears. <laughs> and that's and I think that's really powerful because I still just like sometimes I just have a day and I'm like, I'm just going to cry it out because that is a wonderful energetic release and um, way that our bodies do release that energy and do allow us to, you know, feel and kind of weather that storm of emotion. And yeah, it was, it was um, extremely confronting, but really powerful to have that cry. And something you said, um, around you know literally having that fear and the throat my throat hurt <laughs> like it was in pain um i felt so unsafe so unsafe and it's so interesting when i started learning about reiki and learning about the connection to um our energy system and our throat chakra and our root chakra how incredibly um interconnected that is um and there are so many really powerful practices that we can go, we can touch on a bit later, but yeah, I, I loved what you said. I felt, I felt a deep like resonance to that as well. Just feeling so unsafe mm-hmm. with having your own emotions and being allowed to express those emotions. For me, how that progressed was even when, when I progressed through and allowed myself to voice that it was then a deep fear of um, even being open with anyone in my life about what I was interested in because mm. I was like so afraid of any any judgment then. I was like, I feel so fragile at this point that I don't even want to share. I don't want to have anything that's really special to me at this point be up for any criticism because at that point I still did not have very strong boundaries. Mm. So when I started to get into like spirituality and stuff, I was so um, fearful to tell anyone because 
you know, I'd taken on so many other people's uh, opinions about <laughs> what was what was um, what was a good thing to be interested in, and that was my next step. That I was just really fearful to tell anyone, even about having a coach, having a therapist, being interested in any of this kind of stuff, starting a business. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, and I. I love what you said. I literally just, I had to get a piece of paper because I've had so many gems come through since we've started talking. <laughs> so I just, if anyone's watching this on YouTube, that's why I was like shuffling away in a drawer for a second. Um, that thing that you said around feeling so fragile, because what really rang through for me with that is when we are so deep in that people pleasing, when we are, because people pleasing at, it, at its root, it's valuing other people over yourself. It's yeah. valuing what other people need of yourself. And when we're so deep in that people pleasing, it takes away our strength. We do forget how strong we are. We forget how much strength we have because we relate strength to other people. We relate worthiness to other people. We, because when we're choosing other people over ourselves, that in that shows us that we don't value ourselves and that mm. we're not treating ourselves with worthiness and deserverance and love. And so, yeah, that, that's that thing that just really came through for me is it, it makes us forget how strong we are. And I guess that's something that, you know, the reason we want to talk about this and, and what we really hope people can maybe take away from this episode is there is so much strength in choosing yourself. Mm-hmm. It's the hardest thing that we can do in this lifetime. It's something that our coach jazz, I feel like we're going to talk about her every episode. Um, <laughs> it's something that our coach jazz talks about all the time. It is the bravest thing you can do to choose yourself because we're not taught to it's the complete opposite of what we are taught and to be able to stop choosing others and to consciously choose ourselves is it's the most important decision we can make I think in in this lifetime and that's really and that's why I'm so glad we brought this up you know coming into the full moon in Aries because again that's really asking us to let go of anything that is other let go of energy that is not of us that is not for our highest good and to choose ourself Mm, absolutely um I love that and um something that came through when you were saying that is the temporary discomfort of of choosing yourself for so much gain because in the moment it can feel so painful to choose yourself and have boundaries and say no and choose not to people please. It can go against like every fiber of your being. Mm. But knowing that that is so much less painful and so much less suffering than choosing yourself and choosing to go forth in in life um to nurture yourself and really like love on yourself before you can truly like give and love to others Mm -hmm. and that's something that I truly I like as I was saying that I was like oh fuck that's so cliche but that's something that I truly didn't I heard like oh you can't love people until you love yourself um cliche That's, for a reason you know what I mean like yeah it's true <laughs> it literally I was like I did not actually understand like I heard the words but I did not 
hear them. I did not feel them. I did not understand them. Um, so yeah, that's, that's something I really wanted to say and something that was like really powerful in my journey, because I remember like, yeah, exactly what you were saying, how fragile and how just painful it can be. Um, but remembering how much like reward and like amazing this is on the other side of it um basically it's worth it (laughs) it is worth it and I guess that kind of brings us to you know um what kind of things have helped us move through those people pleasing tendencies and get from that place where we were then to where we are now and something that comes through when you're talking about that is you know for me something that I practiced was I would journal about when when were the times where I chose myself And I'd write them down and I would just have this beautiful list of really cool things. Like, you know, for me, times where I've gone against what people have said and when I've trusted myself um, is when I came out, you know, I came out as queer. And as soon as I did that, I met my partner who I'm still with now, who's like the best person in the whole world. Um, Times where I've trusted myself is when I started to do makeup training and now I'm in my career that I've been in for five years and I'm going to do, you know, this thing that I love. I got to turn my passion into my job. Um, I followed my gut and I decided to stop going to a church that made me feel other than myself and made me feel not worthy. Um, You know, all these things that when I look, when you in the moment, you don't always realize how much you're going against the grain. Um, you just kind of can feel scared and just and fearful. But I really encourage everyone reflect back, look at when were certain times in my life when I chose myself. And it could also be really small. Like some things are like, I just happened, I wanted to go and buy myself something, you know, like I needed something for myself. So I went and I bought this dress. And it's actually like my favorite thing that I own. Like it doesn't have to be like, yeah. you know, monumentally life-changing exactly, um, because and it can just, yeah, be small. Exactly. Totally. And I found, I mean, I'm sure everyone can relate if you're a people pleaser, but I found myself in so many little situations where I was like, I actually don't have the energy for this, like going to an event with someone or going to see a movie that I like actually didn't want to see at all because <laughs> I wanted yes. to oh please gosh. the other person. That is my life. Like going to see people and then you get there and then they try and change the plans and you're just like, yeah, okay, whatever. But it's like, I look back and I'm like, I didn't want to do that. I didn't yeah. want to go out and have a big night. I just, I worked all day. I wanted to just have takeout and watch a movie. You know what I Literally. mean? And you're just like, Oh, why did I do that? <laughs> Good job. Um, yeah, I used to be like, I'm just really easygoing. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's such a trap, isn't it? Such it's a such trap. a trap. Just be like, no, I don't, I don't care. I'm easy. And that's such a good little like flag of self to tap into that self-awareness and be like, okay, do I actually not care? Or am I choosing to not let myself feel annoyed or upset? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, I love that. And uh, having that list that you were talking about, because this is something that it it does rear its head, probably honestly every day, mm-hmm. um, having that list physically and just reminding yourself every day of 
of those things is really beautiful. So I, I loved that. I think my, I think we touched on it earlier, but it started with self-awareness for me and kind of just what we were talking about in the moment, checking in with myself. Um, And this is harder at the start than it is now um, because at the start, as we were kind of saying, it's kind of like, I don't even have that internal, like my compass is all out of whack. Um, But yeah, the self-awareness around, wait a minute. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. Do I, you know, even just having a realisation that you don't have to be people pleaser. It doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. And diving into why I did have that belief that I thought I had to be that way. Um, and for me, it was definitely around that fear of rejection, fear of not being loved and diving into all of that, which mm-hmm. diving into shadow. Um, so that was the probably a massive first step and and a continual big piece for me in in the journey in the journey in the journey exactly through that I loved I feel like I said that after everything you said I loved what you said but I have I'm loving this um what you said about you know that check-in with self and just reminding yourself like I do have a choice it is it is a choice it is there's always the choice to choose yourself Mm. um and it is about just just practice you know what I mean and and also like if I could go back and give myself one piece of advice it would be to be nice on the bad days because there are days where you just fall into old habits and you just can't stop thinking about what other people might think might say to hold compassion for yourself that doesn't mean that you're people pleasing and you don't um you know, that you, it doesn't mean that you're incapable of standing up for yourself. It's just some days the habits win and that that's okay. And some days we can't, yeah. be, we just, we can't deal. We cannot deal with the argument or the anything like that. And just, just holding, you know, kindness for yourself and just saying, you're all good. We'll try again tomorrow. We'll try again. We'll do it again tomorrow. We'll Absolutely. keep going. Mm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, having that compassion for yourself because you can, I mean, on a lot of self-development, self-awareness in general journeys, you can be really hard on yourself. And to be honest, I still have days where I'll just have a day and I and I'll slip totally. I'll feel like I've 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 like lost all my progress <laughs> and I'm back to where I was. But um know that that's absolutely not the truth and that just even having that awareness of where you're at is a beautiful and massive first step Um, because I think a lot of our lives we go so much on autopilot and on this default programming that's ingrained into us so you know even if you are aware of this tendency you have or self-awareness in general, I think is like a huge majority of, of like the, the healing process and, and the growth and development. 
Totally. And I think what what could be really cool maybe to talk about is because um, we've kind of talked about, you know, those self-awareness and those like inner workings that we've kind of worked on through people pleasing. Like what are some like mystical like tools and modalities that have kind of helped you shift from that kind of people pleasing um, to, to choosing yourself? Because I know you mentioned before that connection between certain chakras in terms of that, that self-trust and those sorts of things. I would love to hear more about that, please. <laughs> um, incredible. <laughs> so I think the first thing that came to mind was definitely affirmations, which mm. is um, uh, just so powerful when you're in the throes of something like this and really in your head, um, having a moment to, to choose that you're going to think a different way and, um, repeating basically the opposite to what your brain's telling you, like, I'm allowed like to say no. Button, yeah. It? It's like a little reset button. Exactly. Mm. Um, and just, you know, you can even look up affirmations if, if you, um, if you can't think of any yourself, but that was a huge one um, that immediately came to mind. Energy wise, there is so, so much we can do um, for ourselves. For me, a massive practice that I do a lot is at the end of the day, I go into the shower and imagine the water washing away um, the day's energy and close my eyes and imagine any part that I've left left with other people come back to me um, and just calling that back any part that someone's held on to I don't know you know like if you go to coffee with someone and you leave feeling drained and they leave feeling like amazing, amazing. yeah <laughs> bit of an energy drainer so yeah. calling that energy back um, and really you know getting yourself back to center um the chakras um I mean there's there's so much that can be um affected in this way I mean I spoke about the root chakra which has so much to do with our safety security um and yeah just having a really strong foundation (laughs) Mm. is probably a massive massive one things we can do for that I love doing grounding, going outside, putting your feet on the ground and imagining roots coming out of your feet or sitting on the ground, imagining roots growing out of you. If you don't, if you aren't able to go outside, just sitting on the ground or any surface and imagining that going down and that can really just ground you in the moment and ground you down, make you feel really safe and really secure in yourself because I think that's a massive part of it a lot of the time is not feeling safe um, and not having that strong foundation in yourself. So I think that's a really beautiful practice. Um, One other one that I'll mention that really helped me is imagining from the solar plexus, which is just under kind of our ribs here. I mean, even when I first started pressing on that area was extremely, extremely tight, keeping my light in Mm. and like closed massive part for me. Um, But at the start of the day, a really great practice. If you know you're going into a work environment, a really busy shopping center, or 
into a social situation that you know that your energy might be um, compromised, <laughs> I guess. Right. Literally, though, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Um, and that you kind of need an energetic a barrier because as we kind of said at the start, um, I think a lot of people pleasers are extremely intuitive, extremely um, empathetic. And so you can really just absorb it without even knowing. And so the practice imagining from your solar plexus, uh, a beautiful golden light coming out and surrounding you like a bubble. Mm -hmm. And that is your protection around you. Um, and just even, even calling on any guides or the universe to also um, protect you and protect, mm-hmm. have that protective barrier. Um, there's some beautiful energy, energy practices that have really helped me and that I did really frequently <laughs> when I was in the throes of, of, of going through, um, I mean, a lot of anxiety as well, I think. Mm. Yeah, totally. That can, I mean, that this kind of work can definitely trigger that a little bit, you know, cause it is again, at the root of all this is fear, you know, it's, it's fear of what other people will say, think, feel, mm. um, and also being the cause of someone else's uncomfort for me was really quite triggering. Like I like to feel that I had caused someone so much pain like in my head, like I hadn't actually caused them pain because I hadn't even done the thing yet. Um, but this idea that I could be a cause of pain or hurt or sadness um, was super overwhelming. Um, I think I'm trying to think some like mystical, I know it was like my question, but I'm trying to think of an answer. <laughs> mystical practices that have like helped me. Um, what really helped me when I was really deep in this people pleasing kind of energy and trying to trying to move through it and choose myself um I journaled a lot I've got a really you know I've got a mercury heavy chart I love a journal I love chatting to myself um but something that was really powerful was I really got in touch with what practices made me feel most myself Mm. what things made me feel most like most uh, my coach Gabby called it um if you can imagine that your soul is a jar full of Skittles and every time you give, you are out in public or you see someone or you think about them or you put thought into, you know, what they might think of what you're doing. It's like you give them some of your Skittles. Mm. So she's like, how many, like how much of your Skittles are you today? Are you 70%? Are you 50%? Like how, you know what I mean? Like how much have you given off and how much can we bring back? So I always think like, you know, how can I feel like I'm, I have all my Skittles. <laughs> it's what I always think randomly. Incredible. I like two years ago too, that trading we get, oh yeah, ages ago now. Um, but I still think about that all the time is how can I be my full Skittle? And, um, and for me, it was things like, pulling cards was a was a great way for me to connect to that intuition um for me to connect to myself and what do I want um and I I mean I didn't know what I was doing at all but I just pulled them because it made me feel really cool and it made me feel really and I loved it and I always felt really empowered after I'd done it it's about finding these things that make you feel really empowered and on top of the world um, I'm a big fan of working with crystals. So um, 
two crystals that I found really great rose quartz obviously is just amazing for that self-love for because you know what what is the opposite to fear it's love so we need to focus on how can Mm -hmm. we bring more love in for self um so for me it was meditating with rose quartz and also like carnelian is a really great crystal for building that trust with self because again it helps you connect with what do you actually desire and what do you actually want Mm. um and it helps you kind of take that aligned action for that um so I really loved working with those two and then um yeah in terms of you know I always I'm always going to bring a bit of astrology into it um I had a look at where Libra was in my chart I had a look at what was going on in Libra because Libra is the sign of the other um so even if you know even if you don't have any planets in Libra um it will still occupy a house in your chart and that's still an area of life where we can tend to those codependencies and that focus on the other um for me my my venus is in libra with my chiron so that is my my values yeah we've got yeah yeah um and well, a lot of us will, because Chiron, you know, um, a lot of people born around our similar year will have Chiron in Libra. So there is actually, and Chiron, for those that might not be aware, um, is the wounded healer in astrology. It's where we have this deep primal soul wound. And it's something that is a part of what we've come here in this lifetime to heal and to help others heal. It's so a, a really lot of beautiful us, placement. Yeah, it, it shows so much. And a lot of us born in these similar, you know, in kind of mid-90s, um, have that Chiron in Libra, have that deep wound around the other and around people. Chiron in Libra is literally people pleasing. And for yep. me, it's right next to my Venus. They're conjunct, they're right next to each other. So that innately puts more value on other people mm. rather mm. than myself. So what I did is I had a look and then I could understand, okay, I already have this innate, um, you know, in, like connection to valuing other people over myself. So what I had to look to is I had to look opposite. I had to look what's going on in Aries because that kind of shows us where we can choose ourselves. And for me, I've got my moon in Aries. So it was all about my emotions. I had to connect to that emotional body. I had to share my emotions, be really free with them. And that's been super freeing. So I definitely, you know, if, if you're looking for another way to kind of understand that people pleasing and astrology is your thing, having a look at where Libra and Aries are in your, in your birth chart can be really illuminating. I've just got to get my cat. <laughs> that's okay. Okay. So sorry, there might be a little bit of a cut there, but um, yeah, absolutely loved what Beth was saying about that. And what I was really hearing at the crux of that and definitely at the crux of like what really helped me was exploration really committing to exploration and what lights you up and if it's astrology if it's oracle cards if it's nothing to do with spirituality at all literally following what lights you up and what decision is out of love and what decision is out of fear um so yeah that's that's something that came through really powerfully as you were speaking for me and also just something that's been really really beautiful in my own journey I love that so much um something that I thought of earlier and I wrote it down um and I'd love to know from you what has people pleasing taught you wow (laughs) 
I know. I thought of it and I was like, oh, yeah, that'll be a hell good question. <laughs> People pleasing has taught me a lot. And I think at the crux of it, it's self-love and self-care is extremely, it's number one um, mm. because, uh, I mean, when I made the decision that I I, I didn't want to be this way anymore, it's because it, it wasn't sustainable. And um, shall we just keep it in? Yeah, for those that are listening, Abby's cat's going mental. <laughs> and we've like paused and started this a few times now. He's so naughty. He he doesn't want to be in, he doesn't want to be out of the room. Um <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like talking an shit. <laughs> Bish. Oh my god, okay. I'm gonna chuck him out. I'll be back. <laughs> Not big year of ruining the podcast episode. <laughs> um, damn it. <laughs> damn it. Okay. Where was I even up to? I don't know. I just can't stop thinking about how funny that was. Anyway, I think in the end, it's also exploration for me. And committing yeah, to my yeah, to my constant exploration and evolution. And when I commit to that, I'm always going to find what lights me up and living my life out of love and, and kindness instead of living it from fear. Totally. Um, mm. Because it is so painful to live a life out of out of fear. And it's such a beautiful journey to be following love and making decisions out of love and and being committed to that it's really beautiful and um with with that disjointed answer I hope I hope I can piece something together from that with with little Bagheera my cat (laughs) coming in and out interrupting (laughs) but um I'd love to hear your answer to this question yeah so I mean people pleasing has taught me um, how important I am, which I pray doesn't come across as like arrogant, but like, absolutely not. I love it. It, it really has. It's, it's helped me really connect with myself. And also I've learned to, I've had to learn how to value myself. Like it's not something that's innate. It's not something that I naturally feel comfortable with, but the more that I've had to practice listening to myself, understanding what I want, what I need and actioning that, I realized how valuable that is. And I've gained so much more self, like awareness of my self-worth and my value because I see now how important I am to myself but then that helps me see how important that I must be to other people. You know what I mean? Like it's really helped me um, understand like through choosing myself, I feel like I can shop so much better for other people. Like I'm a better partner. I'm a better daughter. I'm a better sister. I'm a better friend because I can show up as my best self because I'm choosing things that are in alignment for me. I'm no longer just giving and giving 
um, whatever I have to give, but instead I'm able to give the energy that I choose and I'm able to give my best self. And yeah, again, I pray that doesn't come across as like me being like, I'm the best. Um, but we kind of are the best. We're all the best. Um, absolutely. No, it, that is so incredibly beautiful and it doesn't come across, um, anyway, negatively. I, I, love everything you just said and that is so so beautiful and isn't it wonderful when we realize our own our own magic and our own worth and our own just like (laughs) incredibleness and and see ourselves for how amazing we truly are so I loved what you just said and it did not come across in any (laughs) in any bad way so beautiful yeah, and it just it makes me think of actually oh, and not a funny one because um I had a, a someone come in the other day I, I did their makeup and she was going back to work after and she said <laughs> this is a random story but I feel like you'll like it um she said she was like oh my god I'm gonna be like so glad I'm going back to work like you did like a really dramatic eye I was like beautiful and she was like it's so good I'm leaving work at ten and I'm going back at fifteen and I was like I love that your baseline of yourself is a 10 out of 10. I was like, yes. And I've thought about that every day since it happened. And I'm like, I'm a baseline 10. Like that is that's my minimum. people pleasing is to build up to that level of like self-assuredness, self-value, self-worth. Like that is just, I just cracked up when she said it. And I was like, I love you. I was like, that is just the best thing I've ever You are my true icon now. Like literally it's actually just so iconic so legendary um and I've told everyone about it since I hope she if she'll never listen to this but if you are I don't even remember your name I love you so much like that was iconic it it changed my life it actually is now my mantra it is because I was like yes like just yes yes everything about that yes oh I love that so much and absolutely that is absolutely what you're like building up to it mm. is the baseline perfection because we are incredibly innately perfect holy and worthy like you are whole you are perfect mm. like and so many other people to complete you they just compliment you exactly mm. you are it's everything is just you know icing or decoration on the cake like you are it Um, so yeah, that is just so incredible. I love it. I'm going to make that into a phone wallpaper. (laughs) I know. I know. So good. Love it. I am a, I am going out at 10. I'm coming back at 15. That's just, (laughs) oh, what an icon. Um, beautiful. I think that that wraps us up, Abby. Is that anything else you got to add? Did you can't have anything to say? He probably does. Look, he has a yeah, lot true. to say, um, but we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let him have a nap now. I think he's probably tired after the massive amount of destruction he he you know he caused during this episode. Um, but we we really appreciate um, everyone listening and hope that um, you know you can derive value out of this episode and resonate with some of what what we said because I mean at the base of why we're doing this podcast it is to it is to 
hear and and not feel alone in your experience um so yeah thank you so much Beth loved it me too (laughs) I feel like we're getting so much more in the flow and we're already pretty in the flow um but yeah we just hope you guys have as much fun listening to these as we do making them because this just lights us both up um and yeah we've got some really exciting interviews coming up oh my god you just wait guys we've got so Um, many interviews we've literally got basically episodes until mm, like february 2022 (laughs) like this is how we haven't launched yet. As we're recording, when we say this, we're in the flow, we're, we're, we're we are flowing. It is like a waterfall. It is a there. waterfall. <laughs> we are. We're straight vibing. Um, but yeah, we're just so grateful for you guys. Um, yeah, don't forget to you know check us out on the socials. Give us a you know shout out. Um, let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear more of. Um, we'd really love to have those chats with you. Um, and yeah, we love you all so much. Abby, I love you so love much. Love you all so much. Oh my god, love and, you so much. Ah! And we'll talk to you guys really soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Mystic Millennial Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, leave a review, and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an app. Thank you. Bye.